0: back once again this is the awb steam sport podcast thank you for tuning in and today's topic is going to be how do we get more women involved in steam uh today's guests miss leslie garrison I'm so excited for these folks coming on today man i'm really excited about that
1: man I am too man so hey man how how are things going up in Alaska man talk tell us tell, tell us uh, about it man
0: so Alaska has been uh extremely cold uh we had what's the average blizzard. temperature every day so average right now we're hitting at about negative fifteen negative seventeen holy smoke. Um, we just had a a blizzard last night that um yeah it was a doozy couldn't see even three feet in front of you and yeah, it so was,
1: it was white out. Is it the most snow you've ever seen? cuz you know Detroit, this, Detroit, we got is, snow growing up. So
0: De- Detroit has nothing on what we're doing right here. The amount of snow that I'm seeing on a daily basis. Um I, I can't even explain it. Right? It's <laughs> the, this this I've never seen this much snow and I'm from the D. So I've never seen this much snow in my life. Like there's So it's just, just like just mountains under. of snow up there. Not even mountains. It's just continuous land of with snow. nothing but snow and trees. It's oh like my. you see straight ahead, and you can see the horizon, and then when the sun goes down and comes up, you see it.
1: So our, I, I heard, like, in Alaska, they they have, like, it's sunny all day sometimes. Is that is that, that part of Alaska? And it's like, Night for multiple no. days or
0: that's you No, that's gonna be more northern and that's oh, okay. going towards like Fairbanks, um, and even further where it's where it's even colder than what we're dealing with right now. Oh OK. Um, but here on the west coast of Alaska, <laughs> uh throwing up the W, uh, this is like we're right against the Bering Sea. Okay. So when you see the the show Deadliest Catch, uh-huh, and they're talking about catching Alaskan King Crab and everything else like that. This is where they're doing it at and bringing it onto land right here across the bay.
1: So you, um, so fresh seafood is, um, is yeah, the way to go. it's going
0: down. <laughs> it's, it's going down.
1: <clears throat> so so have you had one of those alaskan keen crabs? Because this is, you know, you hear about it like when we go to Red Lobster. We think we're getting it right, but that's wow. you're getting it right off the ocean up, up there, right? I know, right?
0: It's. it's I'm, I'm trying to get one.
1: I'm trying to get there. Like, what is it's, it? What is it like? Is it restaurants up there? Like,
0: what's like? What's what's up? So there? we're in Bethel, Alaska, uh, and there are restaurants, but they're mom and pop stores. Um, there are two Philly, uh, two Phillies. There are two pizza places. There's one gas station. There's one movie theater. There's one subway station, and subway station. I mean. Subway, like five dollar foot long. Okay, that's it. Um, and there's two grocery stores.
1: Oh, and you're good, bruh. Yeah, you're good, man. You're good, man. You got a movie theater, you got something to do, the you got a grocery store. The, th-
0: the movie theater shut down because of COVID. Oh, okay. Um, the fitness center just reopened because of, um, Everyone getting the vaccine. You gotta okay. have both of those shots to get in. Oh, okay. And the grocery store is a hot spot, but they charge x amount. Like for Kool-Aid, I'm gonna keep it real. Kool-Aid costs fifteen dollars for a uh, small the, tub. For the tub, for the for the small for the, for the oh, one please. that you screw off the top oh. and pour it in. Like it's already pre-mixed. Oh, Say man. What? there's no 10 for 10 out here for oh, the small no. package that's, that's two three dollars per packet oh my goodness oh my goodness Packs of chicken cost like 30 40 bucks it's a it's not a game so you ha- you have to you have to be economical when you're out here yeah but I'm excited because there's a lot of stuff when, when we start um, this summer with our environmental campaigns that tie into steam, there's going to be a lot of things that uh, young people get to hear and see and participate in. Uh, cause the national wildlife refuge is right here in Bethel, Alaska. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, It
1: seemed like the summer would be great, but it's there. cold. Yeah, it's just cold, man. It's cold. So let's get into
0: why did you select Miss Garrison? Leslie, uh, she also went to an undergrad, uh, HBCU, um, uh, but she's at NASA. Wow. And I don't I don't know if you get excited when you hear the word NASA. Yeah, but man. Anybody that worked we, at
1: NASA, you have to absolutely. have a, a level
0: of intelligence. Bro, every time thing. I hear the word NASA wow. and I hear somebody works there, I'm like, yo, you are a genius. You have to be. Phenomenal. And then when I looked at hidden figures and yes, I hear, I absolutely. see all the things that go in absolutely. Uh, to what was a, a part of that, I'm it's a lot like, of history. And again, you know, history. March
1: is, 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 you know, women's history month and yeah, that's a, um,
0: there's a lot of things going on. I don't know if you saw the, uh, the recent, uh, article. article, no, it was a, a podcast. No, it was actually a video on ESPN, uh, where the sportcaster was uh, bringing it to focus how the number one pick from the WNBA, the number one pick, I think two years ago, uh, the highest amount she was getting paid was like sixty thousand
1: dollars. Yeah. You know, this this you know, let's just get into that. Just with the tournament, I don't know if you saw um, oh. the NCAA tournament and how the with the guys they had the full weight room, um, and then the girls had like a couple of dumbbells and then like the, the guys had the full full the full food spread and then the girls had um just
0: box lunches that you had to warm up. Man, it So like yeah, nothing.
1: it's, it's, it's
0: crazy. Just the disparities. And and, so and, um... the, the thing that has to happen. So the one correction I'm going to say is the women, not the girls, the women had less than, and right. they've been treated Absolutely. as not as important. Um, one of the coaches from Georgia tech even sent out a, a letter to the NCAA yep. saying thank you for um uh, making us see that we are not that important um to the overall things that happened during the NCAA tournament. Yeah that's style. that was crazy. When I saw
1: that I was just like this 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 is two thousand twenty like, what, what are we doing? It here? doesn't make sense. Like, why are we like, why you are we even, even have these still still having these discussions. This is crazy.
0: You can see from the layout when they show you the commercial on CBS. Right how how they roll the footage together and all the graphics that they've put together to showcase it's the tournament. It's here. It's back. We've been off for a year. The only thing they showcase is the men. Right. But when you go over to the women's game, what it's coming on later, it's come during it's, the week. It's not, yeah. It's, yeah. it's at different times. Right. It's not My consistent. Room. Yeah. Yeah. But w- the one thing I will say, though, is the commentating that's there is top-notch. Yep. They're not allowing that to be, to go unheard. It's not definitely not subpar. Yeah, that's the... Uh, and the player I'm, I'm most proud of is the, is the, the young woman from the University of Oregon that actually called out and showcased the video, the one that showed hey, right. the guys got this and we got mm. this. Yep. Um, that takes courage. Because she could have faced backlash. She yep. could have lost her scholarship. Um, she, no, she, spoke been, her,
1: she spoke the truth, and that's the biggest thing that we have to teach our young ladies to speak up and, and speak, tell the truth, man. What was what really goes on? Don't be afraid of this. Yeah, year. like um, the soccer player. Oh man, what's um, uh, you talking about, uh, Megan Rapino?
0: Megan Rapino just
1: went. Off the other day, well, the yesterday I was talking about getting back into the, the how the pay scale is different for um, the U.S. men and the women's. It, to me, I'm like it's, the men it's should be. Men, it's, like, seriously, until the men make it to the dog on World Cup, <laughs> like,
0: give them give the give the ladies their money. <laughs> you get nothing. And, and the other piece that that, make, that it makes it interesting to me is that when guys try to have an argument and say, oh, well, the reason why the WNBA is not paid as much is because they don't have as much attendance or they don't have enough attendance, so therefore the marketing is not the same. And I say to that, that's crap. And the reason why I say that's crap is because how many people watch the G League games? Not a lot. They're in right. the same venues right. Right. that the WNBA players play in. But guess what? Those kids are getting paid. A lot the more. top-notch players right. are getting paid. The top six are getting paid $125,000 to play. Yeah, but that's wild. the number one pick in the WNBA can't get paid $125,000? It's not equitable.
1: Yeah. It that's, doesn't make sense. Yeah, man. That's, yeah.
0: And the, fight, so the you, fight continues. You can't man. say that women matter on one end and then not pay them on the other end. And then on top of that, have issues where players are what this, the Wheeler kid that uh, choked out his girlfriend and thought that she died and was all cool with that happening.
1: Um, Oh, you're talking the guy for the C for the Seahawks, the former, the former lineman. Yeah. That's that crazy. You,
0: You can't say as a society that we actively care about women in society, uh, if we're not doing the things that showcase that we care, we're, we're, we 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 can not be about just words. We have to be about action. Um, and that's why I say when I, when I, when I think about this month, two individuals stood out to me, um, that we could definitely hear from, um, and learn a lot. So therefore we can be a part of moving that needle forward, as opposed to being a part of the problem. I want us at Athletes Without borders to be a part of the solution. Um, we're about being equitable. We're about making sure that representation matters. Um, same way we say black lives matter, Asian lives matter. Uh, I'm 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 pissed about those young lives getting snuffed out. Um, senselessly. I, I hate the fact that 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 uh the police chief quoted it as oh it's a bad America. day
1: it's okay having a bad so it's just day. having a bad day you know having a, a car accident is having getting fired is a bad day you know having yeah, an accident a car Not coming out car. And taking lives you No, know, this guy murdered eight people oh he's so, having a bad day and then you know so when i
0: yeah. i just think of all these things together um and it gets me into all these different topics but it's it starts with this on how we respect life. How do we respect our fellow man and woman? And I have the utmost respect for Leslie Garrison. Um, I sometimes I call her doctor herself because she knows so much and has talked to so many young people across the world and traveled and seen so many things. It's amazing. I'm I really want to go to NASA one day and just sit in the the space shuttle cockpit. I just want to sit there and put on a suit. Something, but that's yeah. Well, that's you know, that's for you. I mean, I, I don't think they make the the, the, the cop picks, not the with forex, COVID, not for
1: the 4x. I can't do that. No, not
0: with COVID. <laughs> I'm talking about 4x for me. Oh, I it. I'm losing weight, bro. I'm losing weight. I'm eating good. I'm drinking more water. I'm eating salads every day, but I have had moose meat. Oh man, I don't,
1: I don't, so, I'm not gonna knock it till I try it, right. Is it like deer?
0: It's not as gamey as deer, but, you know, it's 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 not bad. It's moose. It's still (laughs) moose. (laughs) And they they make moose meatloaf. They make moose hamburgers. They make moose stew, moose shepherd pie. Uh, These Man, you might see a moose today, and that thing is gone missing tomorrow. Oh, no. It's not a game. Man, that's wild. All right, man.
1: Well, let's get into this episode.
0: All right. For tuning in. This is the AWB Steam Sports Podcast. And for today's episode, we have a superstar, uh, a, a, a superhero, um, just awesome person overall. Her name yes. is Miss Leslie Garrison. Uh, she's a outreach, senior outreach coordinator over at NASA, Goddard Space Flight Center. And um I'm just really excited to have her on, Kanye. Uh wow. just, just super excited. And our topic for today is going to center around how do we empower uh young women, especially women of color, to pursue careers in STEAM. So hello, Miss. Good, Miss Leslie Garrison, Miss Superstar, Miss Black Avenger. How are you?
2: Good evening, Gary. Good evening, Kanye. How are you? We're great.
0: We're so happy to have you on. Oh, man.
2: Thank you all for having me. I'm glad to be here.
0: So, I'm going to go ahead and get us jumping right into it. Uh, I know I call you the Avenger, but could you go ahead and kind of give the audience uh, or just share with the audience who you are? Um, some of your background and your current career path.
2: Wow, okay. So, um, Leslie Garrison, uh, originally from uh, New Orleans, Louisiana, born um, a graduate of the Gremlin State University uh, in Gremlin, Louisiana, um, and uh, graduate grad school, Southeastern Louisiana University and a cohort with Virginia State Universities uh, for a second master's degree. Um, I uh, have an undergrad degree in graphics design and public relations, and a master's degree in uh, elementary education, and a second master's degree in uh, mathematics leadership. Uh, I am currently the senior outreach coordinator at NASA Goddard Space Flight Center, Uh, in the area of heliophysics uh, on the mission of MMS, uh, multi-magnetic, multi-scale mission. Uh, And on that mission, again, heliophysics, which is the study of the sun, uh, that spacecraft is actually uh, looking at connection, reconnection, and what happens during magnetic storms.
0: That's the reason why I said use the Avenger, okay? An Avenger.
1: Yeah, you got stuff flying around the sun. That's just like, what? It is a wonderful job.
0: So, when we think about and just say the word NASA, uh, what does NASA actually stand for so that anybody listening can make sure everybody, you see kids nowadays wearing the NASA t-shirt, but I don't think they actually know what NASA stands for um, and how do you use your work or how do you think your work is impacting diversity?
2: Oh, wow. So NASA is an acronym and it is the National Aeronautics and Space Administration. I get so often where students say association, um, uh, astronaut. And I'm like, uh, no, <laughs> but it is the uh, National Aeronautics and Space uh, Administration. And um, I am very fortunate to be one of the African-American brown uh, people of color that actually work at NASA. Um, I think Goddard is the second largest of the 10 NASA centers in the United States. And we are probably the most diverse uh, upon taking this job or uh, prior to taking this job, I was in the Office of Education uh, where I had the opportunity to work with pretty much K through 12 uh, teachers and students. However, on this live mission, I have the opportunity and my job allows me to work with K through 12 graduates and the general public in the United States and abroad. One of the areas that uh, NASA is actually pushing more is the diversity equity which is minority university uh, education and research uh, team to go out and to actually recruit students In the areas of science, technology, engineering and mathematics. So being a part of that, being a part of the National Society of Black Engineers at NASA Goddard Space Flight Center, I have been afforded again the opportunity to reach out to students of color also including uh, females, to say, hey, take a look at NASA and look at what we offer. We are so much more than just space science. We are earth science. We are, you know, a little physics. Um, But on campus alone, there are, on my campus alone, the second largest Goddard uh, campus, there are about 15,000 people every day. And not every day. 15,000? It's a city within a city. That's what we call it. And so we're not just engineers, (laughs) not just scientists, not just technologists, not just mathematicians, but it takes an entire colony of people to run something of that magnitude so there are spaces you know and opportunities for students who are looking for business opportunities students who are looking for law opportunities students who are looking for you know uh, we actually have a gym and so we have a licensed uh, physical therapist and nurses and doctors on campus so there are huge and multiple opportunities for students and we are reaching for students of color at uh the nasa centers
0: amazing amazing 50. i'm just i'm dumb defied like i, I don't know if that's a word <laughs> but the fact that you all have fifteen thousand people on one singular campus at any given time like like you said that's a city within a city
2: and we like, are the second largest johnson's is the largest and prior to the um, the spacecraft, um, well, when we ended that uh, season, mm-hmm. uh, Kennedy was the second largest. But now that that has ended, um, now Goddard has kind of stepped into
1: the second place.
2: Johnson so, is the largest in uh, Houston, Texas.
1: Okay, so this is so you so when so you're located so Goddard, where is Goddard located exactly? In in Goddard
2: Houston, is lo- Goddard is located in Greenbelt, Maryland. Okay, about Greenbelt, Maryland, maybe fifteen miles from Baltimore. Okay, and maybe about fifteen miles from Washington, D.C.
1: Okay, because so right typically, because you always think about like NASA. Like I've seen NASA in Cape Canaveral. You have Absolutely. a place that's in Huntsville. And then one is in Houston and then one Mm -hmm. is in like California somewhere. But I never, you never think of like NASA being in the other, in those other places. So this is based in Maryland.
2: Yes, and they're all each of the centers primarily um, kind of has its own special uniqueness. Right. Um, and there are actually three centers out in California. Oh, wow. But uh, Ohio has um, Glenn, Ohio Glenn. And uh, like you said, Huntsville is in Alabama. Stennis is on the backside of New Orleans, which is right over the Mississippi line. Um, as you said, Kennedy is in uh, Orlando, in that Orlando, Cape Cod, uh, Cape Canaveral area. Goddard is in Washington, Greenbelt, Maryland. But then we have Wallops and Wallops Island is right small area um, in Virginia. And then we have GISS, which is in New York.
1: Wow. Wow. <laughs> I mean,
0: yes. That's just massive.
1: Yeah, that's just, you never know unless you really know going Absolutely. on. So Leslie, you know, how can you, you know, what extracurricular activities did you pursue growing up in college? And then how did this play a part in your growth and pursuing the STEAM career?
2: My extracurricular activities were primarily art uh, extracurricular, and I say that uh, my friends joke me and say uh, cheerleading is not a sport, but I dare I I don't agree. That was my scholarship. Uh, I had a scholarship hey, for. Hey, we cheering. respect the cheerleaders. They, Thank they, you. Yeah. It is definitely yeah,
1: especially if you play football. Yes, you. Yeah. I had
2: uh, I had a cheerleading uh, scholarship. I had an academic scholarship, but I had an art scholarship. I wanted art contest that my mother just insisted she was like you are going to submit something uh, this is a two thousand dollar scholarship um, and I did not honestly I didn't do my best I was kind of pouting uh, but I did it and submitted it and I actually won first place um, but I have always loved to draw um, and I am not, I don't draw faces. I draw lines. Um, if anyone had told me growing up that there is a such thing as an architectural engineer, I probably would have pursued that because I love lines. I love geometry and, um, I like math. I don't love it, but I like it, but the, the lines, the geometric lines, the shapes, All of that plays such a huge part in architect and what we know as architect. And so by the 1990s, when I, 89, when I actually got to grandma, there was this new hot thing going. It was called um, artistic design. Uh, Mac computers were just coming out and people were drawing on the computer and I wanted to do it. I could draw with pencil and paper and anything you gave me primarily in my hand. So I was fascinated um, about learning to draw on the computer. And so I went into what you know people call uh, engineering design um, and I just fell in love with it immediately. So actually my passion for drawing in elementary, middle and high school turned into a greater passion in college when it turned into a computer design, you know,
1: opportunity. Phenomenal. So That's phenomenal.
0: So each. So you, you know, attended HBC. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just dumb. It's just crazy when you think about kind of just the way that you're, you're, you're. How when you hear a mind putting these types of things together, like Leslie, when you hear and see this kind of when you listen to what you just said, are you, do you sit back and you just like, wonder like, wow, that's pretty amazing. I mean, not to be like grand grandizing yourself, but I'm saying like, do you, when you hear those types of thoughts that you really have the capacity to do a, a wealth of things and, and do it at such a high level, have you, have you actually taken a step back and say, wow, I am that like, I'm dope. Like, have you, have you ever done that yet? Like, cause you're dope. (laughs) I know a group of young ladies, groups of young ladies all over the world. They hear and talk to you and they see this. The first thing they're going to tell you is that girl, you dope. For real. Well, thank you. I'm all about giving praises and putting flowers to people uh, while they're here, not kind of like after the fact, and so like when I hear individuals doing these types of things, I'm really quick at just saying, "Yo, you're amazing!" Like when I th- when I talk to Kanye and he talks about all the things that he's doing in Michigan and what he's done career wise, I tell him, "Yo, you're amazing!" Like, hey I man, do you've way. done a lot too. Hey, hey,
1: listen, don't. Hey, you. you I think all. I think this is. Again, giving people their flowers while they're alive. I think that's exactly, very exactly. <laughs> Great. Yeah. So you know, let's get into you know, you tended to HBCU. What was that experience like?
2: Probably the best experience of my life. You honestly. better say
0: that. No,
2: and I, I honestly, after graduating from Gramlin, I um, my first master's degree came from a PWI, which is a predominantly white institution, and immediately there was a difference. You know, I could tell the difference in the campus. I could tell the difference in the professors, um, and you know, even I mean, the, the the pros and cons. But I would not trade anything for. The three years that I spent at Grambling, Um, it, it was the best decision, uh, education-wise, that I've ever wait, made. Wait, now, wait whoa, whoa, whoa! You though. said and three. You you
1: I finished, finished Grambling in three years.
2: <laughs> I finished in three years. I did. This is why I mean, you're at NASA. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I attended summer school every summer too. Yeah, that's so.
1: that's phenomenal.
2: Yeah. Yes.
0: So. I'm again. Shout out to the HBCUs, you know Morehouse, Grambling State. You know what I'm saying? Y'all are all right. Now nah, i Who with had me. a better oh, football team? Yeah, hey man, we're gonna keep it uh, with steam and all those good. <laughs> okay, so this who had the better band? Ah. Okay, and then we're gonna take.
1: Uh, oh, that's uh, two. That's two. So Leslie won no, 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 two. Wait, 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 a second. Wait so a second. Leslie won two.
0: No, Morehouse's band. we we're, we're pretty good. Now who had the Grandin better band lastly is, 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 phenomenal.
1: We know, uh, we know grandma had the better football team. Who had the better band?
0: They have a better football team because we already had, know who had a better cheerleaders. They had one of the most, because, because Morehouse didn't have cheerleaders and players <laughs> to ever come through. So it, it's not the same. It's, it's it's one of those that I'll never pit Morehouse against Grambling because both of them are both phenomenal. Both produce great um, talent, both academically and athletically um, and musically. And it just so happens that they have access to some of the best band uh, and musical instrument so that's two for Gremlin. Okay,
1: let's get team. Hey, hey,
0: you gonna let me breathe? Okay. <laughs> you know we, we gonna we gonna let Morehouse breathe right now. There, hey man, there. I have nothing against Morehouse. Yeah, I know a lot of great men
1: that came out of Morehouse. I'm
0: good. Yes, that's yeah. what I say. I, I'll never say anything bad about it. I can't, I can't say anything bad about Morehouse. So Leslie, yes, do you remember the movie Brown Sugar? I do. Okay, and do you remember that scene in Brown Sugar when Tay Diggs is asking the question of, or the the reference of, when did you fall in love with hip-hop? Do you remember that?
2: Yes, yes.
0: So in that same vein, when did you fall in love with steam? Do you recall that exact moment?
2: if I can take it apart, I fell in love with the technology component. Like I said, um, 1990, 89, 90, was the year that Mac computers were coming out in this new thing called graphics. You know, technology and electronics and graphics were just rolling into one. Um, My first semester, I took a graphics class, and I was in love. I literally asked my parents to buy me a $2,100 computer. And my mom was like, right, right. My mom said, are you crazy? So you had i mean we don't have to pay tuition but wow Leslie really hey that's but, one thing
1: about Max they have never been cheap but dude it comes man, to I graphics they're like the money. top of the line
2: absolutely and so um, I fell in love with it I knew that's what I wanted to do for the rest of um and so after graduation um, obtained a job at South Trust Bank where I you know went in not as an entry level but as a second level, graphic artists for the publishing department, um, just fortunate and decided at that point after a year, my dad kept pushing to say, you need to go to grad school. But I fell in love with technology my freshman year at Gramlin. Since I have been working at NASA, um, the science and the engineering component have just all, um, you know, just morphed into a passion Probably more engineering, because again, if anyone had told me as a little girl from Louisiana that there was this thing called architectural engineering, man, I probably would have, you know, pursued that. But being at NASA allowed me to take the, um, the graphics that I had, the, the work on the computer and the knowledge of that and look at what was going on in the engineering aspect. And one of the first assignments that I had, uh, my boss, my government boss said, hey, we want you to teach a robotics class. And I was like, you want me to teach a what? <laughs> he was like, well, you you know, you can do the science, you can do the math, but uh, sure, you can do the, uh, the robotics piece. And I will never forget, I slept with that Lego robotics book for about a month, and it took me about three weeks to get that robot to move. But mm-hmm. once I got it, man, I was on fire. And then I wanted to give, you know, invite everybody I knew, to the courses to like, look, this is what we can offer our kids. Um, we brown students, students of color are generally behind the curveball. And I just started reaching out to every administrator in the DMV, you know, hey, send a teacher. Uh, you need a robotics course in your school, you need something to, you know, take our kids to the next level. And so I, again, I fell in love with it piece by piece. And so, again, technology freshman year in college, the science of technology. I mean, the science and engineering piece over the last uh, 11 years that I worked at NASA. And that mm. mathematics component, you know, again, uh, once I realized that I could do mathematics and that I did not see numbers, that I actually saw math in a different from a different perspective, I was like, hey, this is really cool. This mm. is not- you know, where I was fumbling and dropping, you know, uh, B's and C's in high school. Once I realized what mathematics really was, I was hooked on
0: math at that point, too.
2: So it gotcha. took a while for it all to come together. But I'm here now.
0: <laughs> so so when you put all of that out there and I one of the things, well, a few of those things I want to tap into, which is you said that. Uh, predominantly children of color are behind the eight ball um, with regards to STEAM. Um, When we think about the numbers with regards to students coming up K through six, um, all the way up to high school, how we're lagging behind um, in pursuing careers or pursuing degrees in STEAM. What would you say, as a woman in STEAM, how do we get more young women to consider and, and I honestly believe that a career in STEAM is directly for them?
2: Um, Exposure is going to be my first thing. You know, um, I think if we can expose them to it, then uh, we can get them engaged in it once we can get them engaged in, you know, in it, then we can actually inspire them to Mm. the next step. But the first piece that most um, students uh, or most youth, most youth don't have is that exposure
0: uh, piece. Okay. And so from an, if we go beyond just the exposure piece, How else can we help connect those dots? Because here at Athletes Without Borders, one of the things, some of the things we pride ourselves on is is to be able to give young people the opportunity to see kind of what STEAM is, but then also see from a cool perspective how sports and STEAM correlate, so therefore we can engage them and have a deeper conversation. and some of the things that we've seen since, let say, about, for the last four years, four to five years, is that there's this gigantic misconception. Once we show them how simple it is, and that data analytics is not as ro- it's not as hard to grasp, once they've participated in it, then it's like, oh, that's all it was. I can do this. Right. So what? Um what other misconceptions do you think are out there that are really hindering uh, students of color? And why do you think uh, others well, why do you think it's only students of color that are just lagging behind? I think the answer is simple, but I want to hear you talk to us about it.
2: Oh wow. So um, when I am out and we are doing outreach um, in the community, um, most often kids think it's boring. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you know, when we ask them, okay, so what do you like to do? And, you know, kids tell me, well, I like to do, um, I like,
0: oh, boy. Oh. Did something happen?
2: Okay. When kids tell me, you know, I like, uh, science. Uh, well, mm. I, I, I like um, um, makeup. You know, young ladies will tell me I like makeup. And I say, well, great. So tell me what you like about makeup. Well, I like how it looks at or I like how it smells. And I'm like, well, that's chemistry. So uh, maybe consider, you know, taking a chemistry class. Uh, when, when young men tell me, Miss Leslie, you know, I want to play football. I like football. And I'm telling them, hey, great. I want you to play football. As a matter of fact, I want you to be the person who, you know, comes up with the next uh, football clique or the football helmet. You know, I want you to get the degree in engineering and uh, come up, you know, work for Riddle, Riddell, R-I-D-D-E-L, you know, the back of the helmet, whichever Yeah, that
1: is. there you go. Yeah,
2: that's where you make the money when you can take what you love and make the connection and make a career from it. So, again, exposing the students and giving them the opportunity to become engaged in it, making the real life connections and correlations is what most of our students are missing. So, again, you know, when young ladies tell me, well, Miss Leslie, I like social media. Well, wonderful. You know, every science writer you know, has to have a degree in engineering and most, I mean, in um, in communications and English. So what I'm asking you to do is take those English courses, uh, get the writing, and then, you know, pursue a career in science writing or sports writing. Oh, my gosh, I think the sports, the female sports uh, broadcasters are Amazing, but they have to be able to speak the language. So, if you like social media and that's what you want to do, get in school, get the piece of paper that says that you're certified to do this and make a career of it. There's nothing wrong with, you know, finding out what you love to do and making Mm. a
0: career of it. Awesome. That's. I wish I could like record this and just like have you on repeat every time we go into a school, whether it's in Michigan, Georgia, Texas, DC, it doesn't matter. Cause that's, that's the same thing that we've been trying to, to preach to a lot of kids that we have to break it down and show them and really connect the dots for them because they're like, nobody's ever told me that I could do this. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, it, 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 it it blows my mind that we have kids out here that are waiting to be told that they can they can be anything. Like I'm thinking, this is 2021. Somebody has at least told you you're amazing, that you're awesome, that you're smart. And we got kids that are we're we're meeting with the first time, and they can code in Java, and they're like, Yeah, I just looked at this, and I read this, and I remember this, and I and I, I made sure I put my commas in because I, that's what so and so said, and yeah, I'm good, right? Yes, you are. You're amazing. I'm
2: and uh, probably, uh, and I, I just want to make sure I have the numbers right, approximately 26 or 27% of the jobs in the United States are technology-slash-computer jobs. And so I know kids who love video games, and I'm mm-hmm. telling them, if you love a video game, take a summer camp class in apps and make your own app. You know, that Kevin Hart started a couple of years ago with this little app that they were selling for 50 cents. And man, Mm -hmm. that thing went crazy. So I told kids, you know, ask your parents, instead of buying a pair of $100 sneakers, you like video games, you like apps, let's get to the bottom of... What an app really is, and what would you do differently? How could you tack this on, tag it to make it your own? You know, when kids are telling me, Miss Leslie, I like food, I like cooking. Great. You know, there's this thing that's called a food engineer. They work with how foods are packaged. You know, there's some things you have, um, you have bread on the on the aisle, you know, in the little pla- in the little plastic wrappers, but then you have bread mm-hmm. that's frozen. Those yeah. are two different types of engineers. You have green beans in the frozen section, you have green beans in the can. you have jello in the frozen in the cold section. you have jello just on the regular shelf. Those people are food engineers. They're looking at how can we you know preserve food, put it out there. What do you love to do? Tell me what you love to do and let me tie it into an engineering career or a science career so you can have something to live, You know, for for the rest of
0: it's a it's it's necessary. uh, Man, because a lot, yeah, man. We can go on and on for that, and you know we're gonna talk more about that, Leslie. What were you about to say, Kanye?
1: I just I'm just amazed, and you know, a lot of times people don't. It's oftentimes with young people they their network, they only see what's in front of them, and their exposure to other things will be, the more exposure that they have, the more things they're able to be able to think about doing, you know. Mm -hmm. And and I just look at, I mean, just even in my own career, I started off as a graphic design major and then end up working in a, you know, working in an automotive plant and switching my major to logistics, but really keeping the same kind of creativity that you need to be in art, graphic design to be able to innovate technology in supply chain. And so I think that it's so important to expose young people to so many different avenues that they just don't think of just a, okay, I'm just going to go to school to be a business person. Well, what what type of business person? I'm not going to just go to school to be an engineer. What kind of engineer you can do so much and there's so much technology out there that's needed in order for us to even operate our daily lives.
2: And so let me give a perfect example of that. When I was home a couple of weeks ago in Louisiana, um, there was a, my, my dad's truck was the, something was going on. So I said, Hey guys, I, anybody know a good mechanic, somebody that I can take the truck to and let them look at it. And my neighbor said, there's this kid that he's the only person that we allow to fix our cars And I said, okay, where's this shop? And he said, he doesn't have a shop. And he was like, but I'll call him and he'll come to you. This kid comes, he starts my dad's truck. He drove it down the street. He comes back. He said, it's the starter. And I said, okay. He's like, I'm gonna take it off and we're gonna take it down to the auto store and we'll get a new one. Took it off, took it to the auto store. They tested it and it came back that it was not, well, it said that it was fine. He came back to the house, put it back on. He was like, I'm not sure what happened. He was like, but I would bet my life. I would have bet my life it was a starter, but I don't know. I ended up taking it to the Dodge, you know, to the actual mechanic. They took the starter off. They charged me $300 because it was the starter. And so I called the kid back. I was like, you need to get in school. So you can get that certificate to say that you can charge $300 instead of $40. And you, his response was, man, I don't like school. And I'm like, jeez you are a genius. Yeah. She limited you thinking. Yes. You told me it was a starter. In the you know, you knew that from experience, not from, You know, a certificate that you had, this is from experience and just your wealth of knowledge, but because no one is encouraging you to get in school, get the certification, you're missing out on a lot of money. Because at Walmart alone, the mechanics at Walmart make $85 an hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. so if we don't you know someone has to be encouraging our kids also. and that's the thing
1: a lot of kids think that okay well I mean they, they might not have the means to go there are so many especially in the trades now there are so many grants and 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 programs that will actually train young people to get their um journeyman cards or trade cards and certifications in order for them to get it because you know A lot of young people just don't go into those fields, and then that's a needed field.
2: That's
1: needed. That's needed. needed. So, so Leslie, what what role, if any, does global immersion play in the development of youth, especially in children of color?
2: Well, uh, again, when you look at that earth science component, it is so much in there you know, that we have to, um, be aware of, you know, um, we miss out on the climate change piece because our kids, (laughs) I don't know if they're not listening. They're not watching television. Well, they're not watching the news. Let me put it that way. Um, they're missing that component. When we talk about Water. When we're talking about the ice and the, you know, the glaciers in Alaska and how, you know, Mm -hmm. things are being affected when we're talking about the air that we breathe and that type of things, our kids don't seem to be concerned. And that is a huge issue because, again, at NASA, we're not, we don't just study space. We are earth science, uh, space science. We're astrophysics. Uh, We are heliophysics. And so when you put all of that together, that's massive. And so, again, when you're talking about water, when you're talking about air and climate, uh, weather, all of that is uh, so important because it is tomorrow. You know, when you're talking about recycling and recycling, uh, I met a young lady uh, who's a material engineer and she says that the next project they are looking at, they found a way to uh, to reuse plastic three times over. And I was like, wait a minute. I thought you guys were having a problem finding a way to use plastic one time. And she's like, oh, no. It's, it, if you take this out and add this to it, then it's easily you know you can actually recycle it and use it again and again and i'm like wow this is crazy so there's so much you know that our students are missing that if they would just simply pay attention because what happens today definitely affects the tomorrow of and what they need to know
0: i i wholeheartedly agree and as everyone knows on the show um, I'm currently stationed here in Alaska right and it is it has been eye-opening to me to really understand that the lower 48 as it's called here in Alaska compared to what's going on in Alaska it's almost you could you should basically say I'm in like Russia you should say I'm in a whole nother country because wow. the way that, and, and I don't mean that in a, in a derogatory way, but I'm saying that individuals aren't even conceptualizing what's actively going on in Alaska. There are towns that have now gone under due to, uh, to water rising because uh, we have global warming. Um, right. The current Weather right now here in Alaska is the worst on record by the state of Alaska in the last 15 to 20 years. And we're talking about snow into April, where they say normally it's by this time heading into 50, 60 degree weather. Right. And... It's the uh, I could go on and on uh, for for the, when we talk about like the disconnect, um, but it's 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 like you have to get out and see what else is out there in order to to really understand and be able to give the best of yourself to where you are because if you're only as I call it a yard dog just sitting at home talking about the world should be doing this based on what you've only seen in your yard who are you you can't. You can't grow. You have to, as we say in the, the, the Greek world, uh, you got a road trip. You need to go to different states. You need to go to different countries. You have to experience life in order to be able to talk about it and really impact life, which should be, as we talk to kids about it all the time, that should be your end-all goal to impact life positively every day that you're living um, and breathing.
2: Which is why it's so important for teachers. You know, we entrust our kids to teachers, but uh, I have this thing about if you're not doing your job, you shouldn't be teaching. But it is so important that teachers actually expose students to many worlds. You know, there's this subject called social studies <laughs> and history that I learned about the Greek world and again, learning, uh, falling in love with graphics. Um, my, I, we read a book in middle school that was about, um, um, calligraphy and, um, and Chinese writing and mm-hmm. all of that. And I went home and I asked my dad, I was like, will you buy me a calligraphy set? And he was like, what are you going to do with that? And I was like, I don't know. I'm going to learn how to draw with it. And we went out to Barnes and Noble, and bought a little fifteen dollar calligraphy set, and oh my gosh! Then I wanted to be this this artist that drew billboards. I really thought people got up on the billboards on that tall thing and drew that with, <laughs> you know, paintbrushes and everything. And then when I saw people, you know, in store windows where there was writing and drawing and football fields, that's what I wanted to do. And so again, it was. I've read a book that had that in it. And so um, teachers have the job of exposing students. And it doesn't even have to be a book now. There's this thing, this stuff called 3D, you know, where you can take kids on virtual tours, three dimensional, around the world, and it's actually free. And so, uh, you know, teachers have the, the unique job of being the ones every day that can take a child on a, you know, a voyage across the world or across the sea to show them different people, different lifestyles, um, different animals, just animals, mm-hmm. you know, uh, different um, as sports, you know, Hey, here in the United States, soccer is, uh, is catching on, you know, football is our thing here, but just to see, you know, how other countries love soccer like we love football that is key you know so again back to the exposure and the engaging kids once we expose them and get them engaged then we can inspire them and once they're inspired then we can actually you know get them educated and once we get them educated then we can get them employed
0: it's a catch-22 got to keep it moving got to start um oh hi were you I'm sorry, you said something, Kanye. Go ahead. So I was gonna say,
1: so all the places. Let's just talk about like what was the most interesting place you ever visit.
2: <laughs> I, I I think we talked about that earlier, and I think I told you that I I I really like McGrill, Jamaica. Yes. There's something Ooh. about
0: the, the, yes. the land,
2: the culture. The food, the water. Rich cafe. everything <laughs> It's something about that entire area that draws me in. I've been to Puerto Rico several times, um, you know, just off of that water. But it is something about Negril, Jamaica, that when if there's an opportunity, yes. um, I think I would buy a home there and become a citizen there also. Um, so that that's kept again the wildlife the, the 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 earth the land the people the culture all of that I really like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. me too. I love the yeah. grill. The grill's is a great place. I've been there twice. Yes. Was love that it. your favorite, Kanye? Kind of? Yes, hands down. I've been I've been a couple of places, but the grill is the best to me.
0: So I've heard that about this Rick's Cafe. Rick's Cafe, man. You and didn't. I've heard that there's a cliff that you have to jump off of. Oh yeah, I. I but I, I jump. I'm worried. No, I didn't. I'm it. worried. I did it. You did it. I did it twice. Like, is it deep? Wait, you did it twice. Off the, the, off, the off the, off the 15
1: meter and the 30 meter.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> Are there, wait so see so, so I've watched numerous videos and there I, I, I think I I'm listen i I, I witnessed
1: a girl break here. her arm for falling in the water it's not hey you'll be okay but if you' are a little bit on the frail side I wouldn't suggest doing that
0: are there sharks in the water
1: no there's no sharks in the water though it's the ocean it. there's no sharks yeah. over there yeah oh
0: man
1: that 30 meters hey you pledge omega5 side. You, you wait, be second, okay. wait a second, wait a second, you, you wait a second. You'll be okay. You mean
0: Omega Psi Phi. Yeah, you, you'll be fine jumping okay. off a cliff. But uh, <laughs> it's not just jumping off a cliff. Bro, they. Yeah. Okay, Leslie, help me if I'm not mistaken here. In the Olympics, the platform dive, the highest that they dive from is 15 meters, correct?
2: I am not sure, but it's something like that. I do know for sure. It's—I'm uh, not certain if it's fifteen, but I know it's more than ten.
0: Yeah, I think it's fifteen. But let's so let's just say fifteen. I'll even mm. go twenty meters. Mm. 30? Thirty. Thirty yeah. meters. Do you know how high up that's? Jesus, as my father, as as my my grandfather would say, Jesus. But okay, so let's
2: take that piece. So when we talk to students about, you know, earth science and all of that, that is there, you know, uh, when I saw that cliff, I did not see the cliff. I immediately saw rocks. And so when kids are walking around and picking up rocks and throwing rocks, you know, that's a perfect time to talk about, you know, where rocks come from. Rocks are, you know, little tiny pieces of, you know, rocks uh, that, that have broken off of something else. So let's talk about how rocks are made but that um, that is some of the most beautiful stone that I have seen and then when you're talking about weathered rocks you know, when you see the ocean water, you know, beating against the other rocks that are there and how, what makes that form that is earth science at its best. And then when you're talking about salt water, you know and how, what keeps The salt water from eating completely through the rocks, or what happens as the water brushes against the shores and takes the sand back out? Man, and when you get in that water, that water is so clear and pretty. You know, when you say, Oh, it's blue, well, now let's talk about why the water looks blue as opposed to sometimes here in the state and it does not look, you know, in the states and it does not look blue. That's how you draw kids into, you know, and get them. You know, okay. to fall in love with science. Let's talk about it, and you know, pick up the rock on the sidewalk and bring it to school the next day, and let's talk about these rocks. And let's yeah, take where did
1: that rock come from?
2: Yeah, and let's take a, You know, is this really a rock, or is this a piece of concrete, or is this a piece of street? You know, right. what is this? And that's the way you get kids. Uh, to fall in love with the science that they do.
1: So I'm, I'm gonna correct myself. I just looked it up. The Rick Cafe, the, the the tall one is 35 feet, which is 10 What? which is, 20. and then the lower one is 15 feet, which I jumped off a of bro. So yeah,
0: so yeah, that's that. That's when I had to pray about. I don't know about that. <laughs> it's just water, man. It's... So, yeah, I got to think about that. But, Leslie, when we... So, let me tell you mine. So, my, my favorite passport stamp was... I had two places. It's, a, it's tied. Uh, the first time I went to Africa, and oh. then the, the first time I stepped onto the Great Wall of China. Wait a minute,
1: first time you've been there twice?
0: Yeah. Wow. And it was, for both of those, it brought tears to my eyes. And I say that because, um, you know, my mom passed away 2010, and so I went after. One was before she passed and another was after. And her thing was always pushing her thing there's always been that you need to see the world. You need to get out. You need to experience more, see more. Cause if you're going to work with kids, you gotta, you gotta know things. You gotta be cultured. so that's always kind of, you know, how moms, they get at you. And so that's kind of always been in the back of my head. And so when I went, I just imagined her saying, wow, that's amazing. Like send me pictures because every time I went somewhere, she was always like, wow, you went here, you went to Brazil, this is, oh my goodness, this is, wow, wow, bring me back something, Mm -hmm. and so, uh, it was that for Great Wall of China, uh, but it was even more so because I'm Nigerian, uh, to have gone back to Africa, where it was like, oh, you're back where everything originated, like, this yeah, is that's, that's a check the box one, yeah. For show. sure. check the box. And now I still have, I have, I have lots of countries to visit, uh, but it was the initial just having been back where I was like, wow, I'm here. This is this is just amazing. to add,
1: you know, yes. just me finding out that that you know how you go back and you do your uh, ancestry or 23andMe, mm-hmm. and you find out that you're from. Africa and and you want to go, I think, just, think that, just thinking that you actually went to Africa, man, I think that that's really, a, of all the places, that's a, really a check-the-box place, man.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to go back. We're going to go back, definitely. I'm going to get you out there, brother. Trust me on that one. I'm with you. Let's,
1: um, know, let's go. Definitely, I'm not going to Alaska, though. <laughs> Because it's mad cold. My wife um, says she want to go to Alaska for a cruise. I said, have fun.
0: <laughs> yeah, see, the cruise, that's out in like Juneau where it's more of what you see. It's more picturesque. Green you know, the, 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 the green grass, the mountains, the black bear walking with their cub. And you're like, bro, that's not a lot. That, that It's Alaska. That's, that's actually northern Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what that is. You want to come to Alaska for real? I'm over here on Southwest Park, over here off of the Bering Sea, where we got winds 45 miles an hour. We got snow piled up past the height of my my um, corporate housing right now, and it's April the 3rd, and we have anticipation of 100% snow for the next seven days. So... <laughs> Yeah, negative seventeen in my forecast next week. Yeah, that's what we're oh, talking about. Alaska, no. no um, yeah, negative rated forty, negative forty rated boots all day and thermal wear. Yeah, oh. yeah. So, but don't cry for me. We'll be okay. Oh. Um, <laughs> so there was something that you said, uh, Leslie, that kind of ties into the situation we've been in for unfortunately for the last year and a few months, um, with that anniversary of the start of COVID, um, depending on how you go, some people will say that COVID started in December of 2019 and we just really figured it out in February and March. Um, but regardless of that, um, through all of that tragic loss, Um, and when you're talking about, you want to be in front of kids to kind of have programs and whatnot, um, what would you say is, uh, a positive that you can, that we can kind of hang our hat on, uh, with, with regards to the world of steam, uh, to really have an opportunity to, to impact young people. Whether it be K through six, K through five, um, middle school, and high school, and collegiate?
2: Well, one thing that we have learned in this pandemic is that um, platforms are amazing. Mm. (laughs) Platforms such as Zoom, uh, WebLinks, Google Teams man, those uh, platforms are allowing us to reach children in their homes, Um, massive amount of children every single day. Um, I've been to three conferences uh, over the past, I mean, massive conferences, 25,000 people plus, and I shook my head when they said they were going, you know, virtual with this. I did not see how it would work because you know prior to COVID, um, a Zoom may, you know, a Zoom meeting may have had 30 people on it, 50 at the most. But mm-hmm. you know, when you're on a, a, a platform and there are several other conference platforms that allow you to have 10, 15, 20,000 people from around the world, oh, that is beyond what I can it's conceive Amazing, right? That is amazing. And so when we, I have been talking to students lately, I have been bringing that to their attention, that sometimes we stumble upon information and it turns out to be the next best thing in the world. And so the opportunity that kids are still afforded the opportunity to learn about steam uh, from home, from grandma's house, from Mm. the cabin. You know, I have kids whose parents packed them up and took them to the cabin as far away from the city as they could get. But man, education comes right to your door. Will you take the opportunity seriously? So that's what we have been really preaching, uh, quote unquote, uh, to kids at, from this NASA outreach, you know, standpoint, because every, uh, primarily every after school, all of our travel where we would have been, you know, at robotic uh, competitions and other um, uh, shows, you know, USA Engineering Festival, where there are 15,000, 20,000 people within a week, you know, passing through AGU um, um, Maker Fair, mm-hmm. where, you know, all of these things are huge. Well, they're all taking place virtual, just like K through 12 classes. Um, and so we have been pushing kids to say, hey, learn how to use these platforms and pay attention to what's going on and take a piece of it with you because now there will be so many opportunities. If you have stock in Google, um, WebEx, <laughs> and, and uh, what's the other, um, Zoom, man,
0: who you make it you
2: Absolutely. And so, you know, we are pushing kids to say, hey, look at the technology component. And there's not just there aren't just three people that's making that happen. Like uh, Kanye is on the other end. There is a communications person and a uh, sound person that's, you know, making sure that's running properly. There's a lighting person. There's a graphic person, there's an engineer, you know, three or four different types of engineers that's making that happen. So, you know, just taking the portion of the pandemic um, and turning it into an education component of look at all of the physics, look at all of the engineering, look at all the technology that can happen from one place to another and you don't even have to leave your home. And so that's what we have kind of been, you know, just trying to turn around and make it a positive piece instead of a negative piece.
0: Awesome. That is amazing. So I, I know we've had you on for a while. And I don't, don't want to keep you too long. Um, this is my our last question I have for you before. You, I know you about to go do something again, <laughs> Avenger-ish as our NASA uh, uh, person. Uh, so when we, to end this, when, when we talk with our parents and we have our kids that come and talk with us about, Hey, my son or daughter, um, is interested in steam and they're looking and say, I want to get on gaming. I want to get Lego robotics. Uh, would you say, or just talk about kind of what traditional careers exist in steam and, uh, how best. Your, your last thoughts of how best we can really help students connect the dots um, and really think about, hey, pursuing a STEAM career is where you need to have your son or daughter at. Right.
2: Um, again, as much exposure as you can. Um, and I have, I love, I am a football, you know, that's my thing. I love football. On Sunday, I want the pastor to be, uh finished by 12:30 <laughs> need to be home, you know, when the first football game comes on. Yeah, we know you're a
1: Saints fan down there. Yeah. We, black and gold. Oh yeah.
2: (laughs) But um, that exposure piece is huge. And so when parents are going, well, Miss Leslie, what do I do? Find a summer camp. Find an after-school program to put them in. And again, you know, just as parents, kids don't always get to say what they want to do. There were things that my mom insisted that I do that I did not want to do and a perfect example is swimming i did Mm -hmm. not want to swim because um as most little brown skin girls when my hair got wet it did curly but it wasn't cute, curly. And so I didn't want to take swimming, but my mom said, hey, you're going to need this one day. And so I was most often the only little girl in swimming. Um, I didn't necessarily want to take etiquette class, but my mom was like, you're going to need this one day, Leslie, you're going to take it. And again, the only little brown uh, girl in etiquette classes. So sometimes as parents, if you know that is the best thing that your uh, kids will benefit from it later, Put them in it. I don't, they don't get to say what they necessarily want to do and don't want to do. They are the children. Uh, they then, don't know
0: what they want yet. They won't know what they Oh, No, they just want
1: <laughs> macaroni and cheese and, um, you know, chicken nuggets. That's what I you can. leave it up to
0: them, they want pizza, chicken nuggets, mac and cheese, and applesauce, and Pepsi <laughs> all day.
2: Right. But we have gotta to expose your
1: kids it.
0: to stuff
2: got to expose them to them and so there are hundreds of you know opportunities for kids as i was in california uh, a couple of years ago before maker fair kind of um went under and the maker Faire fair fair uh, it was ten dollars for kids to get in and twenty dollars for adults i had not seen a fair like that ever. And I remember the world's fair coming to new Orleans, but Mm. I'm talking about STEM for almost a mile. If you can imagine a mile of STEM. And I mean, there were kids from all over. And finally, when I had the opportunity to sit down on my break, I just sat back and I counted how many Brown kids were coming in compared to other children. And I was Mm -hmm. in awe that maybe for every 30 other families, there was one brown family or family of color. And so our priorities, you know, sometimes we don't think long-term and what we need to do, to prepare our kids to be adults and have a career. Uh, we have to start thinking, what's the next wave that's coming? And when I say wave, what's the next career wave? Computers and technology, have a they have a long way to go. And so we tell kids, if you have an interest in the medical field, if you have an interest in engineering, if you have an engi- uh, you know, uh, a passion for technology jump on it because those jobs are the ones that are open and available they just cannot find people who um can you know actually do the job who are certified to do the job nursing mm-hmm. we were in the hospital not too long ago and there was a sign by the elevator that said looking for nurses starting bonus $15,000 that was the starting bonus and so right. this For nurses, you just have to have that sheet of paper that says you're certified. So when parents are saying, Leslie, what do I do? Expose them to Every single thing that is available, start looking for summer programs that's more than just dance. And I don't have anything Art. against dance and I don't have anything against entertainment. But when we're talking about the fields of science, technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics, we have to find those programs that are there. And they are in minority com- uh, communities. This thing that's happening since last year, Black Lives Matter, So many corporate companies are pushing this new diversity, equity, and inclusion thing. I can't wait to see Mm
0: -hmm.
2: where. It leads to next because the opportunities are growing like crazy. And so we have to, as a people, take it. And, uh, you know, we were looking at the numbers about the new minority majority, which are Hispanic, Latin, you know, and Latino students the numbers there are growing. They are obtaining college degrees. Uh, They are running their own businesses. Yeah, they are the minority majority, but they are growing in so many areas. So as a people of color and of women of color, we have to jump on the bandwagon of every opportunity that we can get, look for, you know, scholarships When students are telling me, you know, parents are saying, Leslie, I need help. You know, my kids are going to school, look for scholarships where your kids may have to draw a picture. Come on, it's it's money. They don't get to say, I don't want to draw the picture necessarily. But uh, a robotic, you know, after school program. Or something in the park where they're doing something with uh, irrigation and you know water and stuff like that. Find something that your kids love—a biology and science summer program. And yes, it may not be free. You may have to pay two hundred dollars for a summer program, but parents, the benefits pay, are
1: long-lasting.
2: Come on, we pay two hundred and fifty dollars for um, for earbuds.
1: No, yes. I don't pay two hundred fifty
2: mm-hmm. dollars. Okay, but you know, so yeah, but I, I, I know so many kids. But a lot, know, is, but a lot of are
1: doing exactly that. No, 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 no. You make a great point. No, I, yeah. I no I, parent,
2: kids. get yeah. iPhones and earbuds, they won't do and it like that. Yeah, and which so, is you're investing oh, in not yeah. only
1: you're not Absolutely. you're investing in the in the knowledge of your children
2: it has to be long term it has to be long term there are uh, internships and i, I again i'm going to jump back i tell k- parents all the time and kids i know you want to work in the mall you know so you can get the discount on the sneakers and the outfits and the clothes but look for an opportunity for an internship at, in a place Or something that you love. Look for an internship at NASA. We take uh, high school students starting at 16 years old, it's a paid internship. And then our our high school kids usually make about uh, $3,000 for the summer. Our college interns usually make about $10,000 for the summer. Look for uh, internship opportunities, something that you can get paid. And even if you have to do something for an unpaid internship, it's the experience and the exposure that is long-term.
0: How, so when you talk about those, those internships, how soon are you guys looking for interns? Cause right. we're going to make sure we reach out to you so we can get some kids in those internships.
2: Please. So in October of every year, the NASA internship uh, window opens and that window Mm -hmm. is open for applications um, from October until usually the first week of March. Once um, that application is in and the window closes, then NASA says, hey, look at the pile of students that we have and so make a selection you know and so again we are looking for high school students we're looking for college students we have graduate students undergrad you know and postdoctoral students uh, there are opportunities mm-hmm. out there and uh, you know sometimes our kids just don't know where to look but i tell them all the time google summer internships um You know, opportunities are internships for minority students, internships for females, scholarships for minority students in STEM. And all of that is available. Just look for it. But we have to spread the word and shout it from the mountaintop that there are opportunities for young women of color and there are opportunities uh, for students, you know, of color, period. And so we have to do our part so they can become engaged and, you know, be ready for the next generation.
0: Okay. So one of the last things we do is we always ask our current guests to kind of highlight who they think should be our next guest um, to kind of point us in that direction and want to hear from you. Who would you say is the next person we should reach out to and or inquire about having to come on to the show?
2: Uh, I'm going to put Dr. Justin Rice uh, on uh, on notice uh, because he is a computer engineer at NASA Goddard, uh, a graduate of Jackson State University, um, and has a PhD in computer uh, engineering. Um, And when we're talking about sports, um, computer-generated information, data, all of that is key. And so I am going to say reach out to Dr. Justin Rice uh, at NASA and uh, see if he would come on and maybe talk to your students about computers and how computers and sports tie into each other.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. I will definitely make sure. We'll we'll make sure that happens. Um, (laughs) I I definitely appreciate your time, Leslie. Uh, I know you could have been anywhere else in the world, but you chose to spend it here with us and here at AWB. So we appreciate you uh, wholeheartedly. All right.
2: Thank you for having me. You guys are doing a wonderful no, job. Thank not
0: you. Not a well, problem, not a problem.
2: Them in the sports field. Um, I think you. this is a wonderful um, opportunity and organization for kids.
0: Thank you, Leslie. We're going to keep, keep on, on plugging away and making things happen. All right. What? Um, That is going to be it for us for this episode of Athletes Without Borders and the STEAM Sports Podcast. Thank you for tuning in and look forward to catching you on the next go-round. All right, signing off. All right.